0: Well, Chiefs Kingdom, they did it They finally completed their quest to go back-to-back Your Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 It was a wild game We're going to go ahead and talk about all of it But we're back-to-back champs, baby So get ready Welcome to the King Connect Podcast Championship Edition
1: Make sure you hit them with the bring up Then tell them man to ease up
0: I did another one, I did another one. You still ain't did shit about the other one. Got the drink in me going back to back. Yeah, going back to back. I got the drink in me going back to back. Yeah, I'm going back to back. I'm- this is the not City Chiefs Podcast. You're with your host and producer, Eric Pardis. Welp Chiefs Kingdom, like I said in the intro, they did it again. They completed their quest to go back to back. Your Kansas City Chiefs are the 2023-2024 Super Bowl champions. Um, It was a great game. Uh, They won in overtime, the only second game to go into overtime in Super Bowl history. Um, The first one was the 28-3 comeback uh, Tom Brady had, ironically, on Kyle Shanahan's O.C. job when he was with Atlanta um guys this is this is amazing this is legacy this is we're dynasty we have solidified the dynasty if you wanted to um say that three made made a dynasty uh we've won three championships in five within five years uh it's it's crazy to think about it because if you look At the five-year run since Super Bowl 54, you know, you came up short in 55. But I really think 56 should have been ours. I think that was a wasted opportunity because we were right there. Had the AFC Championship in the bag and you blew it. You know, just imagine if you know you win this but then you know what who knows if we trade Tyreek Hill you don't know if you get this defense so you don't even know if the Eagles championship you don't even know if the 57 happens and damn sure I don't even know if 58 happens but what we do know is we've gone back to back we won 57 we won 58 and their mindset is to go for a threepeat that 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 has been said since since they since they left um Vegas they 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 have said that in uh their their post game interviews now a lot of them are in their their high minds right now and we're we're going to get in the game but we're just kind of just briefly talking um it, it, it's it, it, as a fan it's just I can't even fathom everything you know I'm still kind of in a in a shock it, it's crazy because I feel like I've had different emotions um for each Super Bowl win, you know, the 54 felt like, you know, relief, it was like, almost like, God, we finally did it, we finally were able to say we're Super Bowl champions, you know, it's been, we haven't seen it, none none of us have seen it in our lifetimes, I mean, except for the older generations, um, until that point, and then 57, it was just like, you know, a 57 was almost like another relief because it was like we knew we were getting disrespected because of the losing Tyreek Hill and feeling like, you know what, this team is too young. They're not going to make it. And we did. And that was almost a relief in that self. But then this one was like, wow, the relief of going back to back, of proving you know, hey, we've been getting shit shitted on all season because and rightfully so because offense played poorly, um, but they did it, guys. They did it, Chiefs Kingdom, and, it, and it's an amazing feeling. Um, we are recording this episode on Tuesday. I know it's it's like, man, why am I waiting till now? I would have gotten it done yesterday, but man, yesterday was just kind of a. We're just gonna sit back and just enjoy the the win, uh, just listen to sports talk, you know, listening in all the takes and everybody just now sitting there saying, oh, he's the best player I've ever seen. He's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. And, you know, it's just like, finally, finally, now that he has a third ring, it's like he, you guys finally needed that third championship to finally say like, okay, yeah, this guy is there, even though we've all, we've all known it. And it's not from a bias. See, we just, we saw the greatness just unfold and our you know you know just upon us you know just show up and you know he's Patrick Mahomes man he is as a quarterback the mentality and who he who he is he's he's elevated his game each and every year and you can you can just tell um and by the way, with the narratives of we needed Tyreek Hill, we've won two Super Bowls since since trading him. You I think that that take has officially been put to put to rest. It should have been put to rest after winning Super Bowl fifty seven, but with how the offense played this year, I can see why the, the the take was still alive or coming back alive, even though us Chiefs fans, we we knew the reality um that we didn't need Tyreek Hill now that doesn't mean that none of us are gonna sit here and say that hey if Tyreek Hill was legitimately an option to get come back to the team none of us are gonna sit there and sit here and say no we're all gonna sit here and say fuck yeah hell now we're back to dominancy you got Tyreek Hill, Rasheed Rice but no you've, you've won two Super Bowls since trading him you've got the players that you did you got this defense This defense carried this whole entire team this whole year. Butker, this defense, Tommy Townsend and his beautiful punting, you know, they, they have carried this team all year. And just also Patrick being Patrick. Because Patrick's still great. He, you know, as much as there were times where it's like yeah you got to put some blame on him because he is the quarterback of the how the year went he it he literally had to just say hey we're going to figure it out like it's it's okay we we know what we need to do and it was like almost like okay when are we going to see it well it finally clicked and you know what? Someone made a great point. I can't remember who who talked about it, but someone made a great point that they feel like the turning point in the mentality or the mood in the team was that last game of that year. It wasn't it wasn't like, you know, the game. I want to say the game before the last game of the year we played the Bengals. I think it was probably or maybe it was a divisional opponent. I can't remember. I know we played the uh, the Chargers the last game of the year because we, uh, you know, Chris Jones had to get the the sack. But um, I someone had mentioned like just the energy of that team, especially when Chris had got the sack. It just it just was amazing for everybody to see, um, and then everybody got hyped. Travis got a rest week that he needed, clearly, Um, and, you know, Pat, Pat got his rest, too, and, and then definitely going into the playoffs, they, they knew what the mission was, and they handled their business against Miami, and I think Miami was just, like, they were licking their chops to get Miami at home, it was, like, Miami was, like, they were, I don't want to put it this way, but Miami was like a, a pushover. They basically wanted to just flick them away. We need to get, we know you're a talented team, but we need to get past you because we know what's ahead of us. We know what the real task is. And that was going through the away gauntlet. And they did it. They beat Josh Allen at his own house. Granted, you know what? His kicker blew a kick and that just happens um and then we go into the MVP's house and we beat them we beat their defense and their defense was the number their defense was the number 1 defense in the league so we beat the number 1 defense we beat the MVP and the ravens were the best overall team in the national football league this year and we beat them and then you go on to the super bowl everybody's just like nope Kyle Shanahan's finally got it, it it's it, it's his there's no way he loses this. And, you know, you have the few selectors. Like, I, I, I get all that, but, you know, I, I'm never going to go against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in a suit, in especially now in Super Bowls. I'm just, I'm not doing it. And a lot of people did, you, you know, and it, it's, it's crazy to think about because if you look at the betting odds right now, we are not the favorites to go back. We are not the favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. Uh, it is uh San Francisco. They are favorites right now and we are second. I think they're at like plus five hundred. We're like at seven hundred, I believe. And I think uh Baltimore's at like eight fifty. So yeah, so we're not the the betting favorites next year to win the Super Bowl. And then that was mentioned to Patrick and he 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 of course laughed it off and it, it, it's 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 funny. If they they think to put us as the underdogs and that we're not going to use that as motivation, they they if you think that's not going to happen, they're tripping. And I almost wonder if Vegas does that on purpose because they know, like, okay, well, we're going to put a different team as the favorite. Oh, it's going to force people to bet on the favorite, even though they even though the house knows that Kansas City is the best team to win in reality. But they know people are dumb and just going to go with whatever they, you know, whatever Vegas is telling them. And House always wins for the most part. And they get their money because the House knew that Kansas City is the real dominant team. But they're going to put a team, they're going to put the team who lost or some other team, you know, as the favorite, whatever. Or, you know, it, it it's it's funny how that works. Um, but, hey, anyway, I'll take whatever motivation because you already know what the slogan's gonna be. It's gonna be three. They're gonna put like some form of thing that's gonna remind them of like, hey, we're trying to do something that no team has ever done in the history of the NFL. And that is, I mean, since the merger, since since the AFL and NFL merged, no one has ever, repeated there's only been i think we were like the eighth team to uh we were the eighth team to like repeat i think the the packers were the first team to do it because they won super bowl 1 and 2 um and then it was like the uh I, I what the Cowboys after that I can't remember it was like or the Dolphins, you know some you know some some teams that went back to back I I can't remember, uh but plenty of teams or you know we were the eighth team to do that and you know we I, I I say this Mahomes is basically the breaker of curses, I mean if you if you look at it he is, I mean. He was on the cover of Madden twenty. Everybody said that he was gonna, you know, oh, well, the Madden curse happens. Yeah, and then the injury, the knee injury happens with the 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 dislocated kneecap, and he uh, leads us to win a super Bowl for a Super Bowl that year. Broke that curse. Um, I'm sure there was many. There was probably some in, in between that, but then it goes to show you the last year's Super Bowl. He wins the MVP, and they're like, well, the MVP never wins the Super Bowl. Obviously, that curse still lived on after his first win in 2018. But, I mean, we were just in awe with what we had just for the fact that we had an MVP-level quarterback. He won it, threw for 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, and then leads us to an AFC championship. I mean, 15 only knows AFC championships, at least. He doesn't know anything else. He don't lose in the divisional round. The dude six and zero in the divisional round, two and zero now in the wild card round, um, and uh, three and one in Super Bowls, and uh, four and uh, four and two in AFC championships. So, um, back to what I was saying is they know what is they know what is at task next year and that's that's just trying to go for 3 and they're trying to cement legacy do something different that like i said no team has ever done in the history of the NFL um and then uh like i said for super bowl 57 when we won 57 back on the curses uh he uh broke that because he won the MVP. He won his second MVP and then we win the Super Bowl that year. Um now some people say that, he, you know what, did he really deserve the MVP, the Super Bowl MVP? I you know what I think it was about the moments, and then he willed our team back in the moments, and that was what it was about. Um and this year, uh no it was like well t- no team has ever repeated it. it's been 20 years since we've seen that or like 19 years or some it's getting close to 20 years and we did it we did it we 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 went back to back um now there will be the back to back parade uh the the championship parade tomorrow uh this year we will be attending uh last year we did not uh just just you know last minute just changed our minds decided not to uh it, you know it was like one of those things like oh man maybe we should have went but then it was kind of cool to watch it from at home on tv uh it was you know to get that up close experience more clear but you're obviously watching it you know in the comfort of your house um but this year we were like you know it's the back-to-back we have to go to this one the weather's going to be beautiful tomorrow which scares me of how many people are actually gonna be there. I don't know if it's gonna top the Royals um, parade. Maybe it might. I don't know. Uh, we're not gonna go to the rally. I, I went to the rally in the 2019 when we won 54. Uh, that that was crazy. I didn't actually be I didn't actually stay on the side for the parade part. I just stayed at the rally area the entire time until the rally. Um, and then it was just chaotic to leave. And then after, um, uh, then we didn't go, obviously didn't go last year, but then this year we're, we're, we're going to stay in the parade part, uh, and not do the rally. So just trying to get experiences of all different types of things. I mean, hell at this rate, it's looking like we're going to be having plenty of these damn things. You might as well try to hit it up in so many different ways that you possibly can, So I mean, it's it's gonna be fun tomorrow. It's gonna be electric. I can only imagine everybody's excited. Uh, But we'll talk about the parade. Obviously, Um, we'll get a we'll get our review because that will be our last episode of the season, season of season. uh, Well, we'll be ending the 2023 season, but it will be ending season two of Kingdom and Connect, and obviously the final season of Kingdom Connect, and. I know guys, I know I'm only giving you guys two seasons, but hey, you know, big things are happening in life right now that I you know, I got to put my attention to that and uh hey, but you'll you'll still see me on plenty of podcast shows. I've I promised some friends that you know, I'll I'll jump on their shows here and there so you guys will catch me on those, you know, getting my my perspective, my takes and stuff. So I'm not going to be going nowhere. You guys will definitely see me on social you know on my my twitter my social media um you know trying to stay active you know putting out whatever content but as far as like the the solo podcasting it's uh gonna be done for for now unless someone miraculously convinces me that it is wise for you to do a third season of kingdom connect but as of right now um it's it's not so uh but no that's that's beyond the point this is a celebration episode we are talking about the super bowl in itself and um but no we were just kind of talking about just kind of uh a brief perspective of everything i mean we we've seen you know patrick getting on the shows we've seen michael hardman who obviously caught the game winning pass um he, uh, you know, he was on CNN, which I I don't really I don't watch none of the, those type of shows. But uh he was on that, and he was on Jimmy Kimmel, and then Patrick, of course, you know, him and his fam went to went to Disneyland because that's what they do, and that's I mean, shit, he's done it three times. I think the MVP goes to Disneyland. I um I think that's how it works. I think they the 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 it's not the quarterback that just goes, I think the Super Bowl MVP is the one that goes typically. So Brady never went all the time, you know, I'm I'm almost a thousand percent sure that he probably never went to any of them, you know, probably did like maybe once, twice, but I can't imagine Brady uh, going to those uh, those things. I, I I just didn't see him doing that later on in his career. Um, but no, Patrick's like, hell, I'll do it. And I mean, Patrick, Patrick's, Patrick's about, you know, about, you know, he's about winning and obviously that, but he's, he's about the kids, the family and stuff like that. He wants to do it that way. And, um, so yeah, that's why he's going to hit up those, those obligations. And (laughs) if you could tell him on TV, man, that dude was cooked. He looked fried. His eyes were toast on the, um, on the uh, on that, but you know, hey, that's just that's just Pat. You know, uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be at every obligation that he has to be at, because that's this that's just how he's wired. Um, but let's actually get back to the uh, game game in itself. So media week, we've, we've obviously talked about it in our preview episode and how media week happened. Um, but game day, I mean, it, it, was, it was live. We went over to some friend's house uh, this time, which is not typical. I mean, I think every Super Bowl that I've watched that, that we've participated in has been me watching it at the house. Um, I just have been like superstitious of like, I just, I can't leave. I, I, I'm, I'm too anxious. I have to be in the comfort of my own house, but I felt like, okay, we've won two Super Bowls. I've been, you know, we've, I've witnessed three games. I think I can go to a friend's house this time and actually watch it and be fine. Well, let's just put it this way. The anxiety and stuff never went away. That was, uh, the same, um, I, I, I think I got up like a few times because I just, you know, still hearing it, but not, I couldn't physically watch because I just, I, I was becoming an anxious mess because of how, you know, how they were playing initially and then, you know, and then it being so close and then going in the overtime. And, you know, the one thing that relieved obviously relieves us about overtime is the rules are different now in the playoffs. So, you know, it was amazing to get the opportunity. Um, Anyways, uh, let's get get on to uh, more into the uh, game. Uh, We uh, flip the, do the coin toss. Um, We win the coin toss. I think we, they called heads, I believe. No, they called tails. I think the Niners called not tails and, it was heads, obviously, uh, Andy going for what he normally does, and that's deferring uh, deferring to the second half because we want to see how our defense does. Well, you know, first first play is coming out. Hey, 49s are kind of moving the ball. They're running the ball on us a little bit. Uh, they're kind of doing a couple play actions and stuff. They were trying to move on Nick Bolton a little bit, but Nick started to pick it up. Um, and then next you know, fumble happens. We pop the ball out. I mean, it was probably what, six minutes into the five, five minutes into the game, I believe, you know, maybe not even that. I, I, I honestly have not went back and rewatched it much. Uh, I, I probably dug in a little bit of the all 22 more so from other people, not necessarily for myself. Um, I will, it's just, you know, I want to get my mind past the celebration. Then we'll, We'll go into the analytical stuff. You know, it's off season now. Uh, But, or, you know, the analytical stuff for myself. I'm not like a true analyst. But, no, uh, we get that first fumble on uh, McCaffrey. That kind of sets the tone. But we don't do nothing with it. We go instantly three and out. I mean, it was like our offense kind of, our offense started slow. You know, it was like, okay, this is what we're used to. We're used to our offense. Moving slow and starting slow in the Super Bowl, because that's what we're known for doing. And uh, they, you know, but the 49ers, Nineers—I mean, their defense were—they were flying. I, I have their their—I have to give them praise. where where praises do? Uh, I think what was it the. It was a uh, Pacheco ran into it, got tackled easily. And then they try to do like a screen the Kelsey that got ran, snuffed easily, and then I think Patrick got a sack got took a sack from Chase Young because he beat Diamond Smith pretty bad off the off the ball. And our, I mean the trenches were kind of getting beat pretty bad initially. Um, but no, uh, uh. It was kind of like, you know, hey, defenses are both playing extremely well. You know, both teams are trying to move the ball. Um, we ended up fumbling it. Uh, we we moved the ball down the field, get pretty good field position. And I, I can't remember how we got that field position, but uh, we did because there was like some sort of big play. Well, there was a couple penalties. and uh, for, I know there was a couple penalties on uh, the 49ers. Trent Williams ended up having like a false start and then a hold. Um, and then, uh, oh, man, what? this is what happens. I, I need to really go back and rewatch the game more. But um, I know that we – some I can't remember how we got into that, that area. I don't know if it was a penalty. No, I remember – it was the big play. We ended up hitting a big play to McCole Hardman. That's what it was. We hit that deep shot to McCole Hardman, and which was crazy. I was like, damn, Pat, what are you doing? I was like, no, because it's like we haven't really hit deep shots all year. So it's like now it's like it's iffy when he does it because you don't know who's who he's throwing it to. And you see two defenders down there like, oh, shit. Well, one of the defenders couldn't track it. And McColl had beat the other one, so uh, it, McColl caught it, and it was like, wow. But then the following play, you do an outside handoff to Pacheco, and then he fumbles the ball. <laughs> well, then, after that, once the camera goes uh, off, it, well, not off, it, it just goes to the sideline, um, and it shows Kelsey, or showing. I guess I don't know if it's showing the replay or just showing it live. I think it was more of a replay of it. But Kelsey ran up to you know I'm not a, you know I'm not gonna I'm not tripping on this or anything like that when I'm explaining it to it. But he you know he ran up to coach ring and coach coach ring coach Reed, and you know he he bumped into him a little. You know he bumped into him and. You know, got into his face a little bit, and you can tell there was there was fire, there was some there was some heat, there was some passion right there. Um, but for people coming out here and saying that it was disrespectful, you know, it, you know, Andy should have. Some dude called in the the drive that you know the other day or yesterday, or saying that you know what, I didn't like it. He should have been benched for a quarter. You stupid. No, he was not going to get benched. Because of that. No, Andy and Travis have a specific relationship. I've seen Andy bump into Travis before. And Travis Travis was pissed because he didn't want to be taken out. He was like, look, why, why are you taking me out? And then this happens. So there's frustration. Completely get it. It's the heat of the moment. It's the biggest stage. They're the last game of the year. It's, it's what it is. Um, but then, you know, they quickly both – said, hey, we went and apolog you know, Travis went and hugged me, apologized, and we moved on. I mean, that's just what it was. I mean, I don't I don't think it was anything that we, we as people need to hold on to. I think it's people that hate the fact that we're winning. So they want to hold on to some sort of controversial that could be controversial, looked as controversial, that it's gonna have some sort of effect on what we're doing as a team or, you know, moving forward, or it's like magically going to convince the commissioner to take the the title away from them. Like, you know, some stupid shit like that. Like, no, it's, that's not, no. People need to be, people need to relax, chill the fuck out. You know, Chiefs won. They went back to back. It is what it is. Things happen. I mean, towards the end of the game, I mean, Patrick, Patrick got on to Rasheed. I mean, someone tried to do a lip reading of it. I don't know if that's really that accurate, but you can tell, like, there was some frustration right there, um, and rightfully so. Patrick can get mad at anybody, and if you're if you're gonna chirp back at Patrick, you you better understand that he might he's gonna bark right back at you, and you you're gonna have to take the ash chewing because it's it's fifteen. That's just what it is, but he's not going to, he's not going to put you down and he's not going to put your character down. He's never going to do that. It's always going to be of, come on, dude, let's get this. Let's fucking go. You know, that type of, you know, like pick up your shit. Let's fucking go. This is what needs to be done. You know, he's never going to attack your character human being and say that you're stupid or you're incompetent or you're a dumb. No, it's not Patrick. At least, I mean, at least we don't. I mean, at least from what we see, but uh, <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, moving forward with the game, uh, let's just let's just talk about one side at a time. You know, not try to be all over the place. You know, Patrick, as far as like you know his individual performance, beautiful. He won uh, MVP. Little, you know, little, little slow in the beginning. But like I said, it was more the one thing people were starting to wonder about Patrick or coming to this conclusion is that he, the maybe the off, maybe he starts off a little slow because he's trying to dissect things. He's trying to under give a, get a quick, get a quick understanding of what the defense is trying to give to them because he knows it's probably going to stay mostly that, most of the game. Um, because there's not a lot of defensive coordinators out there that run multiple systems into one. And, uh, you know, and if they're showing the same look for the most part, or, you know, they might run it out of a different, you know, formation for the most part, or like if in another way, and uh, they do that, then it's it's one of those things where he's he's quickly trying to dissect that. And then that's when he goes on a rampage because he's quickly figured you out. And, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. But, no, Patrick was phenomenal. I think the biggest thing, what made him more phenomenal in that game was, course, of his legs. I mean, th- his legs is everything and how he – that didn't really sound right. But his legs and how he uses utilized them the right moments. I mean, just the read options. You know, when 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 have we seen a read option getting called like that for Patrick? I mean, I'm sure that happens, but Patrick's usually hand the ball off. But that man was pulling that bitch, and he was running. I mean, he did it on two key, key what, fourth downs, or one of them was at least a third and long um, situation. But, no, I mean, that's just... That's just that's just him man. I mean, it, you know, he's running past guys like Fred Warner. Now Fred Warner didn't take a great angle and I mean, I'm glad that he didn't get into smack our quarterback, but you know, it's one of those things where you know, he used his legs when he needed to and was efficient. And that that's the biggest thing that why I think Patrick Mahomes has really elevated his game more. So he's elevated his efficiency. Up more than anything um than you know then just you know hey i i know how to dissect a you know a cover four defense or whatever um but his efficiency of playing the position um has been phenomenal and i loved what he said on the pat mcafee uh show uh what was it today i believe um he had said, uh, "I, you know what? Hey, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I don't even really look at myself as a quarterback. I, I, I call myself a football player. I'm a football player, and you know that's. I mean, you, you couldn't have said it any better. And it just, from it coming out of your mouth, it's it's makes it even more amazing. You know, just to know who you are as a person." and how great he is as a quarterback. I mean, he's on the Mount Rushmore right now. I mean, I've already buy bi- I mean, my bias already had him there, but he's on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. I mean, it's 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 Montana, it's Brady, it's Patrick, and you can you know, cuz there's only four that sit on Mount Rushmore. That's just what Mount Rushmore usually is typically. You know, you can you can put whoever you want it for. If you want to put Peyton, you could put Peyton. If you want to put Elway, you could put Elway. If you want to put Marino, because you feel like Marino should be there. If you want to put uh, you know Bradshaw, because he had four championships. If you want to put um, you know Bart Starr back in the day, because he he ran he ran the NFL with his team, um or uh. Uh, and, and you know, you had Roger Staubach, too. You know, even though he, I think he only may have won one championship, but no, I mean, you can put a lot of these quarterbacks, but it, it, the top, it, the three are Brady, Montana, Brady, Montana, Patrick. I mean, for me, that's my three in that order Brady, Montana, Patrick. Um, you know, some people would probably say that he's already passed Montana. I, you know, at the same time, Montana went four and zero in all his super Super Bowls. But you know, I think um, we we win this one. We win. We well, if we solidify a threepeat, you can go ahead and for you can go ahead and forget. I think everybody in the world will probably start calling him goat. I mean, I Tom Tom would never because it's Tom Brady. You know he's gonna sit there and say like, oh, I beat him in the Super Bowl. I still have, I still have three more rings than he does. That doesn't matter, you know. That he, you know, I can see like it doesn't matter if he took his team to do do a three peat. But you know what, he he, I can see Tom congratulating him, but he's not gonna come out and physically say like, oh yeah, he's the greatest quarterback. He's better than me or whatever the case may be. Tom said the said it perfect that hey what i did there's nothing what i what i did that patrick can take away from and there's nothing that patrick is has done is doing and will do that i can take away from and that is a beautiful thing to say i know i've been spending this last like probably 15 minutes talking about 15 but man i mean I mean why not i mean he's he's the greatest he's the greatest of all he's the greatest in my book I mean or at least the best. I mean, I guess I can't he can't I Brady's the greatest winner because of how much he's won and how much he's accomplished in the longevity um and for him to play the game that he did, but man, Patrick's the best in the world. I told a buddy this today, I wouldn't be sh- he's going to be the first active billion like how LeBron became the first active billionaire basketball player. Patrick, I guarantee you by and this is going to age me too because me and Patrick are the same age. But if, you know, by the time we're, me and him are 36, well, I'm just going to say him. By the time he's 36, 37, 38, I guarantee, and he, I mean, he, he'll, I'm pretty sure he'll still be playing football by that point. He will most likely be the first active NFL billionaire. I, Almost guarantee it will happen. Um, and anybody who's listening to this episode can bookmark it now. He will be the first active NFL billionaire at some point. I mean, the dude's making buhuku money. Um, speaking of his contract, they've already talked about you know doing some restructuring. You know, maybe if they did a full restructure. They would take out thirty, it'd be about thirty-seven million that they would save. Um, and then they'll probably, you know, move on from some people that would save some money um, that they would be able to dish over to Snead and Chris Jones. And that's the biggest priorities that Veach has talked about. Um, Veach, Veach is putting together a dynasty. He's the best GM. I mean, he's putting together a resume of probably becoming one of the best GMs that this game has ever had as seen. Um, it's unfortunately that we lost our cap guy, Brant Tillis, but you know, hey, it, it's one of those things that you know we we were able to get three Super Bowls out of that, you know, with his help and being able to put Patrick's contract in the way they did, and they have guys that you know they groom. That's that's what that's what Andy's system and his culture is about, um, is grooming guys, and that's what Brett is doing. He's grooming his guys to get jobs um, elsewhere. I mean, this is. Uh, I'm trying to think of this is what the second guy that's left to get a big, you know, big job. I mean, uh, I would say Brant Tillis. I mean, he's doing like VP stuff. Like, so it's not necessarily like, he's not necessarily moving up in rankings, but he's like the next step for them. And that process would be GM for him. So that's why he chose it, you know, because he knew that the next step he would be a GM ultimately and then um, you have an uh, old dude uh, that came from us that's the GM in uh, Chicago. Uh, but no, I, I, I think we can talk about Patrick all day, but we, we know how great he is. And he's only going to just keep putting onto his resume um, of, of just who he is and the greatness uh, my dad, my dad says it all the time. He's like, son, we're, you know, you're, you're, you're literally witnessing your Michael Jordan. So be grateful for what you're saying, you know, and what your, what your team, my dad's not much of a big football fan. So, I mean, not, not like he, I mean, he supports the Chiefs or anything like that. He'll go to Chiefs games with friends, but He's not diehard like I am. Where he's getting up, he he was a basketball player growing up, so he 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 didn't really jack with the football players as much. Um, But no, uh, anyways, um, yeah, I'm just I'm still in awe that you know we we've won three Super Bowls. We went back to back the this last two runs and it's, it's only going to get better from here on out because, I mean, Patrick's still writing his story for us. <sighs> man, it's it's his world, and we're just living in it. Um, Now let's uh, kind of move on to, like, you know, let's talk about the running backs. Now, Pacheco, you know, the, the fumbles, he had a couple fumbles. Not really a necessarily great game for him. I, you know, originally, you know, talked about, you know, having – Kelsey as my Super Bowl MVP on my but on the Fifth and Long podcast, but I texted uh one of the co one of the co-hosts on there and I had said hey I'm gonna recant my pick and I'm gonna uh basically uh basically do um I'm gonna choose or I'm gonna choose Isaiah uh, Pacheco and uh, we just joked about it a little bit and I thought Pacheco would have a bigger better game but I think you know the fumbles. You know, that, hey, that, that got to him. Granted, he only lost one, but I think he fumbled another time. Um, but he was able to get on get on it, or someone was able to get on it. But, you know, that's one thing that was another crazy stat line, is that we fumbled the ball five times and only lost it once. That That's luck. I mean, I will even go to say that that's, that's lucky right there you know you had those are five those are five turnovers if you want to call that a turnover 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 worthy play for a for the running back or whoever then you know who dropped it then sure i mean because i don't think turnover worthy play should be just counted towards a, a quarterback you know if a receiver fumbles the ball but the team the team recovers it you know, it should have been recovered by the defender who stripped it, or you know, caused the fumble. You know, in a way. Um, no, Pacheco. You know, just you know, hey, he had some. You know, but he had some good runs. He had some good strong runs, and you know, still showed you know who he was. McKinnon had a, a nice key run. He had a couple key blocks, and there's what you wanted for Clyden. You know, he had a couple snaps, didn't really do much with it, but. Hey, it's 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 Clyde, and you know he's got he's got two championships now. Um, but this, I think, this was the first Super Bowl that he actually went into fully healthy and got the suit up for. So I think there was a lot of emotion from him. You obviously saw the video of him and Willie Gay because you know, hey, they're they they got drafted together, and they they know they're not coming back. They know that Snead is the only priority out of their draft class to bring back. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, so, yeah, no, that's that's kind of how the running back group looked. Um, as far as the receivers go, Rasheed Rice, you know, he did his thing, had a couple key catches, had that slant route towards the end uh, in overtime that really uh, kicked things off. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he fumbled uh, one time, but, you know, we were able to get back onto that one. Um He, you know, he had a couple key blocks, but then, you know, on that play where Mahomes got onto him, he was wide open for the slant. I think he bitched at Mahomes, and Mahomes was just not having it. And Mahomes went up to him and said, if the lip-reading guy was correct, he said, hey, motherfucker, he snapped – or he rolled it, like as in like he rolled the ball – like he rolled the snap as in – because Creed – Creed's had an issue. Creed's been bad with snaps – All year. I don't know what it is, but he's been snapping the ball low. He's at least he at least does it once a game. You know, and it throws Patrick off. You know, Patrick, Patrick, that one second that Patrick needed probably to maybe hit Rasheed was everything. But, you know, he had to quickly get rid of the ball because time was running out. And you know there's only one play and then we were forced to kick the field goal to tie it to go into overtime. But you know what it was what it was. Justin Watson had a key catch. Um, Marquez had a touchdown. He had the touch the first touchdown that we scored to take the the first initial lead. Um so yeah, no, I mean those guys played their part. I, I think that was what we needed to kind of stick with was was the Justin Watson and Marquez, Valdez Scantling and um, Rasheed Rice as your your receivers, and then you were gonna mix in your tight ends. Uh, of course, he, they ran a lot of twelve thirteen personnel. Um, Noah Gray had a couple had a key catch. Um, Blake Bell was really dominant in blocking um and you know kelsey kelsey man i mean he was him i mean not himself in the first first half only had one catch for one yard and then all of a sudden he cuts he catches seven for 93 in the second in like the fourth quarter or whatever it was so yeah i mean it, it's i mean kelsey goes off does his thing um i mean it's it, i mean if you want to call it it's Jordan and Pippen for Mahomes and Kelsey, that's just what it is. It's, I mean, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's the duo and, you know, it's the team. And, you know, they're Andy Reid's like Phil Jackson and they're trying to, they're trying to do something a team's never done before. Um, on the offensive line, now they, the offensive line struggled beginning the game, probably most majority of the, the first half. And then they really picked it up that second half. Um, I think they were starting to really get a feel for how things were going. Trey was bullying guys. Creed throwing Fred Warner into the sideline, um, you know, and our our tackles were cleaning it up a little bit. There's a few penalties uh, that happened, uh, but still they were trying to clean it up a bit. I did not agree with that uh, grounding call in the beginning on Mahomes, but they they called it. I mean, hey, it's what it is. Um, but no, I mean, I I think our offensive line, they, they recovered, they started playing better. Um, That's what ultimately left, left why we were able to, you know, Patrick was able to move around freely. Um, And they weren't able, they weren't, they weren't that, you know, Steve Wilkes didn't really want to blitz too much because he does that he knows how Mahomes is towards the blitz. So um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much that now uh, that's, I mean I I don't know why teams think that just because our our offense is looking a little sluggish that they're not going to, you know, that they're not going to pick it up at some point. They will. I mean, you saw the clips. I mean, there was 49ers fans saying that hey, you know, they're nothing. Especially after, you know, because Mahomes threw a pick right after, you know, going in half, after halftime. I mean, we we got the ball back and he p- throws a pick on the drive on on the possession. So, you know, it's it's just, you know, they thought like, hey, you know, he's just a regular quarterback. We're gonna make him to a regular quarterback tonight. Okay, well, he'll show you a regular quarterback and he grim reapered your asses. So, you know, that's just that's what happened with uh you know, got all fifteen, man. Uh, and you know, just for them to put them in the best position, and you know that that well, and then McColl, you know, can't really say can't keep uh, leaving him out. I mean, because he caught the game winner. I mean, he didn't even know he didn't even know where he was at. You know, for that second, he had mentioned. You know, Patrick had to tell him like, "Hey, we just we just won the Super Bowl." And you got Patrick running, you know, running around and falling in the ground, and just looking like, "Oh my god!" Like it's like a, you know, smiling that smiling through it all. I can't believe this is really my life type of shit. And you know, showing the greatness for who he is. And um, but no, McCole, I mean, McColl, again scoring the game winner. Uh, you know, it was just amazing stuff. Uh, amazing stuff to 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 witness and I you know for me I I slandered McColl Hartman. I'm I'm dead honest. I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, in front on this, I slandered McColl Hartman all since we since we traded back from like why? You got rid of the guy in the first place. Why bring him back? And then mistakes, mistakes, mistakes proven proven me right. And then Score, you know, catches that deep pass, tracks it, then scores the game winning touchdown. And, um, granted, it was, you know, that short field play, but hey, it worked. That's, that's just the beauty of what Andy Reid, and he knows, he knows what he's doing. He's playing chess while everybody's trying to play checkers. Um, so yeah, it's, what do I say here? Um, you know, he was, uh, You know putting the guys in the best position i mean that that play again that play call you know at the end i mean it was what trip he explained it trips right um bunch trips right bunch f um f funnel or not or f shuttle sorry and uh tom and jerry so they did the whip route that was like Corn Dog, but they, they switched the name up to Tom and Jerry. So if we're going to look at the the key plays names for each Super Bowl win, 2019 was Wasp, 2022 was um, Corn Dog, and then 2023 is Tom and Jerry. So, I mean, that's if this is going to be a thing, hey, let's just keep rolling with it. I'm I'm enjoying every bit of it because it's dialing up plays that are basically helping us score and winning, and that's that's the most important part at the end of the day when you're when you're trying to bring home championships is win win them, not just go to them win them, get that Cincinnati, don't just go to the Super Bowl and think that that's an accomplishment, it's not, win the fucking Super Bowl. Then you can start having the mentality that, like, okay, well, we got here, but hey, we won one a couple years ago. So you know what? Is it is what it is. But um let's move on to the defense. And I know I should probably talk so much about the defense because let's be honest, they they carried they carried this team. They did, they carried this team all throughout the year and um, they showed it week in and week out and spags even said it this is the most intelligent team that i have this the most intelligent unit that i've ever coached um you know every you know i i mean it's it's wild and a lot has to do with the secondary i i think we have the most complete secondary in uh the league. I mean, granted, it, it sucked to losing cook going down, but um, you know, the safety play was beautiful. The cornerback play, I mean, Sneed and McDuffie. If you want to talk about having a Batman and Robin or a Shaq or a Kobe and Shaq or on that side, um, I mean that that is a duo right there. And uh they they held their own um but as, you know, as far as the defense in a the whole, they, they did their thing. I mean, I can't tell you how many possessions that they forced um, or how many turnovers and downs that they, you know, or how many times they forced the 49ers to punt, I should say. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. I mean, they were all they were just getting after them, especially in that second half. Um, Chris Jones, menace, this is why they need to pay him. I mean the dude blew I mean blowing up everything inside. I mean lining up everywhere impossible trying to get. I mean he had what the second most pressures I think in NFL in an NFL game or NFL game in a Super Bowl. Maybe maybe I'm wrong on that, but he had definitely was definitely top one of the top, you know, pressures percentages um Or you know win rate or pressures and stuff or just you know you know win rate and pressures in general uh he was like second i think on that list you know it it it, you know it was ridiculous i mean he i mean if you listen to brian baldinger i mean he baldy explained it and i mean broke it down real quick i mean how how he was able to you know play the way that he did and um, be a menace out there And that's ultimately why we are You know, we won too Because he was able to put those pressures On Brock Purdy's face And Brock Purdy was missing some throws So, I mean, that's That's just, you know, having guys like him I mean, he's 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 one of the best uh, Linebackers Linebackers were playing extremely well uh, Nick kind of like, you know, struggled a little bit You know, it's it, I hate I hate it though But He's a starter because of him knowing the defense. He's instinctual, um, and he's played great. I mean, let's be honest; he's he's played great. Um, I think. Um, what was I gonna really say? It 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 was it was one of those things where coverage isn't his forte, so they were trying to attack the middle of the field where he was initially, but they cleaned it up real quick. I mean, it was fixed immediately. Uh, they were running a lot of three linebacker sets. Lee, they they left Leo Schnell out there. Leo Schnell had a phenomenal game, especially setting the edge, making tackles, and then the, the 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 PAT, the the blocked PAT, which was huge. You know, because hey, I mean, we, you know, we needed to be able to tie it. And if we. If he would have made that, we would have been down four. We wouldn't have been able to tie the game. So that that helped us tremendously. And you know, Leo, I think he was the highest grade, you know, defender in that game. So I mean, he had a phenomenal game. Leo Chanel did. Um, and people can put the rest that he was just a waste of a draft pick. You know, because he, I think he was taken like the third round or something like that. But no, it, it wasn't a it was not a waste of a draft pick. They are utilizing um him perfectly. Drew Tranquil was in on blitzes, had pressures, he played phenomenal. Willie Gay, same way. Um they did like a double spy a little bit like with Nick and Willie, but almost like a modify where they're still paying attention to coverage in a way, but they're they're they got their eyes focused on Purdy. Um but they were getting after him, man. They 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 I mean, Mc, I mean, I mean, even McCaffrey. I mean, he had a lot of yards, but you know, they they try to shut they shut him down for the most part. I mean, guys, touchdown that they gave up that the Chiefs gave up was a, on a trick play, and then there was the play where they drove down and they did throw that one little slant and broke the tackles on Snead and stuff. Um, and hey, that was the second touchdown that Snead has given up all year. Unfortunately, the two having to come in playoff games, but. You know, <laughs> it just to show his dominance and the consistency as it is, and they—I mean, for the most part, I mean, the night, I mean, dominant, played great, taken away IU. I mean, it—you it, couldn't ask for any better play from LeJarius Need, Trent McDuck. Like I said, the those guys, uh, especially LeJarius Need, uh oh, phenomenal. Um, but back on the linebackers, uh. Well, there was a, a play where I can't remember, but uh, drew, uh what, Nick read it perfectly. I think it was like one of those uh, little, uh, you know, little sweeps or whatever, where they kind of like toss it, you know, but it's like almost like a short toss in a way. And I mean, Nick, pff, too easy for him, blew it up. Uh, who also was a menace in the run game, Mike Pinnell, man, shit. It's the reason why they keep bringing this dude back just for playoff runs, is because he's great at stopping the fucking run, <laughs> and literally that's what he did. I mean, it was it was amazing how he was just blowing shit up, just t- taking McCaffrey, driving him back, helping the linebackers out. I mean. With Derek Notty being out, you know the rest of the season. You needed him again. Mike Pinnell to come in clutch and be what he was. Um, the D line, I couldn't ask for much more uh, from them. I mean, you really wish they had a sack, but you know, I think with Purdy, Purdy's a much more mobile quarterback than we we needed. You know, tend to remember he he actually can move he needs to and he he's a small guy so he's a little slippery i i i can imagine and the niners the offensive line they tried they they try to do for the most part um it it's kind of funny i mean if you get on social media today uh it, you, both their alignment there was linemen fighting with each other not fighting with each other but you know a player basically threw one of his you know he was getting critiqued on a play from a coach or It was like a coach Like critiquing the the, the the film And the 49er player Basically Commented on it Didn't like it And said like Well that You know what That that wasn't my responsibility And that wasn't so and so's Responsibility that you're calling out You know If someone else If someone did what they were supposed to do None of that would have happened And then Basically throwing I think it was like Their right guard Under the bus And um, he woke up. He's like, man, I just woke up to this. He's like, you. He's like, you. He's like, uh, what do he say? Uh, just woke up to this. You, uh, get healthy, bro, or something like that. Just get healthy, bro. And you can tell, like, ooh, yeah, there's some tension right there. I mean, I don't know their contract situation. Maybe one of them won't be here next year, but. You know, that's a, It's one of those things where you can just go ahead and sit here and say the Kansas City Chiefs broke the 49ers, broke the Philadelphia Eagles, too. Let's just put it this way. I mean, Philadelphia Eagles didn't recover. They were never the same, even though they beat us in the regular season, but they were never the same. Um, and a lot of their players ran their mouths um, in during the offseason, too. Um, and not, a, not, a, not a for a way, started, you know, fighting, you know, doing dumb shit. But we broke them. Um, so that's just what uh, what it comes down to uh, uh back on the 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 defensive unit let's give the give flowers to spags um all the flowers to him well the big flowers we're also going to give flowers to Dave Merritt Dave Merritt's been a phenomenal secondary coach uh give flowers to uh Joe Colin phenomenal um addition of the uh, the D line coach and he's not going nowhere He's staying right here in Kansas City. He said um, I think he wants to keep winning Super Bowls. And um, Spags isn't going anywhere, clearly. And um, Daly, Brendan Daly, he's been considered for some defensive coordinator jobs. But uh, I don't know if he's going to take any of them. So he might say, you know what, hey, I I enjoy winning Super Bowls, too. So uh, he might end up – he might end up – I believe he's going to end up staying, and he's going to get the uh, um. What I'm going to say? And then he's going to st- stick with the linebackers, and that and hell, he did a great job with them this year. So I and last year, so I think that's what he needs to do is to stay with the linebacking core. Um, and they need to keep this. They need to keep this coaching staff. You know, especially on that side, um, as long as they possibly can um it's it's great coaching i think Merritt's the same way i think he wants to stay you know until his family i'm sure is old enough to move around that he can probably make decisions on some things but they're all enjoying winning super bowls and that's the same thing as Spags. like hey i'm i'm enjoying winning winning rings and spags actually might go down as the best big game defensive coordinator of all time i mean for him to have the for one the rings the show for it, you know. Granted, sometimes his defenses have kind of given have given up points, but he is his defenses have made plays and they've made plays in the runs, the playoff runs, just to get there. So I mean, and this year's defense was just dominant. It was just dominant in general, and the whole reason why they even got to the Super Bowl um, for the most part. Uh, let's talk about the secondary, and we're going to go ahead and finish up out here because we've been going for a long time. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Secondary-wise, uh, we already mentioned uh, Sneed for the most part. He you know, he was doing his thing. But McDuffie, man, first-team All-Pro for a reason. Some people even say that he probably should have won the Super Bowl MVP. I won't argue it. I won't argue it one bit, one bit. Dude was deflecting deflecting uh every touchdown pass that was thrown his way. I don't know why they kept throwing it to him. I mean the dude's an all-pro for a reason. Almost had a pick on one of them. His blitzing, his blitzing was a beautiful was beautiful. And he's all I mean, Spag's has been able to utilize that for him correctly, but he was a free rusher. Basically, his 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 rush is what gave us the ball back to go down and tie, tie it for overtime. So we we needed We needed that. So uh, that, I mean, couldn't, could not ask, uh, ask for it any better. I mean, that's what it, that's essentially what it, what it comes down to from, from Trent McDuffie. Safety play was great. Justin Reed was everywhere making plays. I I mean, hell, he didn't, again, didn't, Kittle, Kittle had one catch that would have counted if that penalty never happened with Trent Williams, but it did. Um, and he one catch. I think he you know, like, had like few two couple catches for barely anything. So, and you could, you I mean, you saw his face after the game. You you saw his face. I mean, it you you saw his face and it said it all. And we're gonna talk about their excuse to end the show, but his face said it all at the, at the end of the game, and when I laughed. Because it's like one of those things that you can flash back to 2019. He's like, oh, I'll be back here. I'll be back here. I'll be back here with the, for, with the vengeance. And he did. He came back. Maybe he came back with the vengeance. But the vengeance wasn't good enough to get you over the hump. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where... Our our safety play had had to be that way. Jamari Connor had to step up because of the injuries. And Char- Jamari Connor, he he balled he balled out. He's the one who really mostly set down Kittle. Um, can't and he's a rookie. I mean, and he's a hard hitter too. I mean, he most likely will be Mike Edwards' replacement moving on next year. I would love for them to bring Mike Edwards back, um, but you know, obviously, money wise, you gotta see what the situation is, but. You know, Tremari played extremely well. Mike played well. Uh, couldn't ask for any more of the secondary. I mean, it's the whole reason why the, the fronts were able to, you know, the, to do what they did. I mean, eventually they kind of gave up some plays because they were getting, you know, tired. But, you know, Josh Williams, I mean, Jalen Watts. I mean, the guy. these guys are good. These guys are good. It's why this secondary is – that's why this defense is good because they, they help everything why they're so great in the back in the in the uh, secondary in the backfield is because they are the back end is because they know how to they know how to play zone correctly they they, and they know to use their leverage correctly and they tackle that's the biggest thing they use their leverage and they tackle and and that's just that's what that's just what it comes down to for the most part that's why the secondary is phenomenal um who else? Uh, um, in our played in our safety play. Um, now I was just those three guys for the most part. Um, Dion, I, I don't know if I think Dion Bush may have got some play. I, I can't remember. Um, and uh, but no, I mean that again. Give our hat, give our all the flowers, Spags, and so grateful for them. Imp Spags, we trust. And it it's God, it's so amazing to think about, you know that we we really went back to back. I can't believe it. I mean, I really cannot believe that we did that. Just an amazing, just amazing feeling, guys. amazing feeling we're we're witnessing greatness right now. let's 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 keep enjoying the ride. So, yeah, that was uh, pretty much the game. I guess if we talk about special team, Harrison Bucker was nails. I mean, let's put it this way. Harrison Bucker's the best kicker in the NFL. Justin Tucker, move aside. I mean, you'll probably go down as the greatest, whatever. Justin Tucker, I mean, but uh, Buck, Harrison Bucker, Harry, he is the butt kicker. He is officially the best kicker in the National Football League right now. Hell, has got more rings than Justin Tucker does. And he's kicking more on a consistent basis right now than Justin Tucker is. I mean, granted, that probably says more about our offense. But, hell, he's doing it, and he's drilling them. I mean, heck, he was 100% on PATs this year. Uh, You know, I mean, only missed two field goals. Could have been 100% there. You know, uh, Jake Moody, 49ers quarterback, ends up kicking the longest field goal in NFL history, and he says, hold my beer. Harrison Bucker does, dude balled out, man. Um, that that special teams uh, play where they got the ball. Uh, can't say enough about the, um, the punt team uh, with Tommy. Uh, to be aware of the up man, the ball hitting the up man that basically forced the the return man to have to get the ball, and it wasn't going to happen. So, and then we end up scoring on that play. So it, it, it to MBS. So it, it worked out all in all of how things were supposed to be sequenced. And, I mean, from start to start, start to end, I mean, even going to overtime, I mean, they, they, and, you know, I know the controversy is why did they choose? Why did, because the, the 49ers won the overtime toss and they're like, well, why didn't they choose to, uh, why didn't they choose to go second? Why did they choose to kick it? They were like, well, they According to Shanahan's logic, was like, well, I was, you know, we would go score. We would assume that they would match the score, and that we would just go down. So I'm like, okay, well, you're, you know, if you look back, you're just assuming. You're just assuming score, 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 score. You know what's going to be a guarantee is that hey, if you if you get the ball second and your defense gets a stop or your defense holds them to a three, now you know what you're working with. You know, or if you if your touch or if your defense gives up a touchdown, you're forced to have to get a touchdown. But hey, Patrick admitted that we were going to go for the win. We were going to go for the two point if that was going to be the case. We were not going to give an opportunity because I think at that point, double overtime becomes sudden death. I think the extra opportunity goes out the way, or the other team getting an opportunity. And I think it's his first team scores at that point because, and then I think maybe not field goal, but it m- maybe i don't know we've never had a double overtime situation so i can't tell you the rules if that how that would happen but speaking of rules 49ers or 40 winers i should say for your players to go out of their way immediately after the super Bowl in their press conferences and say we had no idea about the rule the new rule that both both teams could I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, if your coach is sitting here saying, you know, we were hoping to get the ball third, your coach had to have not, like, it. there's just so many, like, there's just so much, like, kind of walk back, like, okay, well, it's this, but you walk it back with, well, this, because that that can't happen if this happened or this can't happen if that happened like that doesn't it doesn't it it, it just it doesn't make any sense in what he was trying to say because he even tried to say so well, i you know i just i yeah it was weird to me new to me but then you know but then you turn around and say well we were hoping to get the ball third okay well then so you knew that that each team had an opportunity because you were assuming that you were still going to go down and score seven points. What would have really been awkward is if they would have went down and scored seven points and then their team ran on the field acting like they won the Super Bowl knowing that they didn't. Um, But no, I mean, I'm sure that probably like if they really didn't know, that probably put like what they get an opportunity to. And that's just what it comes down to. Uh, but again, you, again, you didn't score, you, you settled for a field goal. So we, we were going to go down and we went down and scored a touchdown. So it's all hindsight at the end of the day, you know, it's all, well, this could have happened. This could have happened. That could have happened. But every team says that after they lose, it's exactly what the Eagles were doing. The moments that they were losing is exactly what the 49ers were doing. The moment they lost in 2019, it's what we did a little bit into for 2020, although I will – you know what? I Even though some people don't want to do it, I think we will forever have a legitimate case while we lost Super Bowl 55 because put – give that offensive – give that – put that current offensive line in front of any quarterback great that you ever thought was great in your life and put them in a Super Bowl against a hot team, and we'll see how they do. That We'll see how that happens. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't know if you didn't teach the rules to your, your team, but that's on you. That's, that's bad preparation. That's bad coaching. You got to know that shit, man. You got to know that stuff. But ultimately, again, it wouldn't have mattered because you settled for three. We went down and scored a touchdown, um, you know, because in the regular season, You know, if a team settles for three, the other team gets an opportunity to go down and, you know, match or score a touchdown. That's that's how the regular season goes. So I don't know why you would think it'd be any weirdly different in the Super Bowl. So. It don't matter. I mean, you saw his face. You can tell there was. What do I do? I don't I don't know. There's nothing you can do, dude. Let's just put it this way. Teams realized that you have to just catch the Bulls on a bad day for you to beat them because you probably 90% 90 of the time weren't going to beat them because that's just not how they were wired. Um, And I think... With the the mentality, it's like almost inevitable. Again, it's back to inevitability. I think that when teams get to a certain point that we play, like, hell, this put Super Bowl performances, and we're down by 10 points. If you're not taking advantage of the mistakes that we're making, like not recovering At least three out of the five fumbles that we did—if you're not recovering them, not you know—you're not you know making us make a mistake, but then turning around and matching it with a mistake—you know, it, it it's it's one of those things where. What was I trying to get at with, you know, with, you know, this, the preparation and just, you know, not understanding, you know, that, that again, it uh, just bottom line, bottom line, it just all comes down to preparation. And if you didn't prepare your team and if your team didn't know, that is all on you. So. And the storylines will build them up and it's all on you to figure it out how to get yourself out of them. But it was the inevitable and people knew that, hey, you lost the Michael Jordan. There's nothing you can do about it. There's no shame in losing the Michael Jordan you're going to have to start building the mindset of there's just no shame of losing to Mahomes because it's Mahomes it is hard to beat him in these type of games because i think i think there's he's at that point where it's mind games i think to, i think to the point where it almost makes the the opposing offense or the posing, you know, the, the entire team, the opposite side, they start second-guessing themselves. You know, the offense is not playing our offense. They're not playing directly against each other. But it might ultimately make think, like, hey, like, shit, like, Patrick's playing fucking phenomenal. Like, you know, I I better start making my guy play good. You know, I might, I better start dialing my guy up. When in reality, no, you should be feeding the ball to McCaffrey and having him hammer it down our fucking throats. It's a it's a psychology thing for some reason, and I think and Jordan did it to his to his opponents too, to where they their whole game would just get thrown off because of just playing him for some reason, and just at that point you just have no shame of losing to him. It's, just, it's starting to become the same with Mahomes and you know Shanahan losing these Super Bowls. Like, hey, you've lost a Super Bowl to Tom Brady. You lost two Super Bowls to Patrick Mahomes. You're gonna have to start accepting the fact, dude, that you're just losing to all time greats. You know, and that's just what it. That's just what it's coming down to. Unfortunately, you're you're losing to those type of people. Um. But, no, I mean, it, it's, been, it's been a hell of a journey. Uh, the season was rough, but they did it. They they completed the the conquest of being back-to-back champs. And, uh, again, I mentioned this, they're going to try to do something next year that no team has ever done before in the history of the merger of the NFL is go for a three-peat. Um. All right, guys, that's pretty much going to do it for this review episode. We've been at it for a, quite a long time. Uh, way way overboard than what you know need to be but hey i love you guys and that's just what it comes down to i love love my kansas city chiefs Uh, i love being a fan of this team it it was a hell of a season guys i um I, i i don't even know what else to say uh i have a crazy reaction video that i was just thinking about a second ago um after we won that one of my friends had caught and it just Me just screaming and jumping in the air like a fucking maniac. I mean, it's it's wild. It's wild what we're witnessing, guys. It really, really is. Well, Cheese Kingdom, um, that's gonna be that's gonna pretty much gonna do it for this uh, Super Bowl uh, review episode, um, back to back edition. Uh, I again, I mentioned this earlier. We will be going to the Super Bowl parade, so um, I. Hope everybody who is going attending, uh, be safe. Um, you know I'm gonna try to do so myself. Me and uh, my fiance will be going. Uh, but everybody's going be safe. Uh, I know that they're canceling school because of it. It's basically pretty much kind of becoming a holiday here. Uh, because we're gonna be doing these things regular. It seems like, but, um, beautiful to say. Love it. Uh, and uh, hope you guys all we all enjoy it tomorrow. And we already know it's gonna be popping in live. Um, one last thing, one last thing. Um, my heart goes out to Dre Greenlaw. Man, that sucks to pop your Achilles in that moment to and not even be in a gameplay like that for it to be non contact where you just were running onto the field. I, I hate that. I hate that for them. That sucks. It does. But then you come to find out today, Allegretti played on a torn UCL. So, you know, and you're coming to find out a lot of guys played on a lot of injuries, but that's just what it is. I mean, guys are hurt up to this point. And some of these players have never played up to this point, so their bodies aren't used to taking the punishment. So they're getting taken a beating a lot more easier than they have been. Um... Uh, I I know we didn't really get too much into uh, you know Creed's snapping. Uh, I didn't really want to bitch about it too much because you know I still love Creed, um, but no, I just wanted to mention that for a second. Uh, but um, no, just my heart again goes out to Dre Greenlaw, and uh, I again heart goes out to uh allegretti i mean just for him to battle that out and do that that's that's phenomenal stuff man and hopefully i'm pretty sure he's gonna get some surgery done and hopefully it can bring him back because he's a solid death piece i love having allegretti around um and uh oh who we need him to be recovered so he can get back strong next year uh let's give a shout out to the rookie felix and Adike uzama I, I know that he uh he only came in for like a few drives and stuff, but he he you know he he had a couple pressures and he had that tackle for loss against McCaffrey. I think he's gonna be something. I, I think we're I think a lot of fans are just tripping cause he didn't play at all this year, but I think he's gonna be something. I I, I have confidence in that that he will be a, a great player and especially have Loftus. and if they can Loftus going into a third year and if they can resign chris jones man forget it just forget it go ahead and crown us that 3p right now <laughs> all right guys that's gonna go ahead and do it so i hope you guys all enjoy it again back-to-back champions baby that being said connect is always real
1: no pleasure.